This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blurred shit and blackness from the mixed black perspective. This is your boy, Sean Beasy, Blurred Vision, and I'm sounding real sexy right now because Charmaine gave me a nice new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to do that at least. <laughs> I kept it on mute as long as I could. <laughs> so you could have your little moment. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta change the change the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So you like your you like your new mic? Love the whole setup, man. Yeah. I, I feel like professional. You it feel me? Good. Um thanks for taking care of your boy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And even the girls were like, oh dad. Uh, uh, I could like, you know what I'm saying? And there was over here trying to s- sing on it and shit. I was like, y'all sound <laughs> terrible. Oh no. But you look okay. You know what I mean? You got the, you know, you got the finger in the ear and then the, you know. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What's um, up with you? How's baby? Uh, he's, he's okay, I guess. So we, d- we don't know if it's liver failure or liver problems or intestinal problems. We can't afford the invasive surgery to check it, so right now we're just giving him steroids, and he seems to be fine, but we have to monitor him for like a month and see if he gains weight, because he lost half his body weight. He went from 18 pounds to 16 pounds when I thought I was nervous about it and took him to the doctor the first time. They told me nothing was coming up on their radar. Then from 16 pounds, he went to 8 pounds, and he's a big old boy. He's like a Siamese, so they're like super sturdy. They're like not fat, but they're huge. Right. And he felt like he felt like holding a sack of potatoes. Like he was always really dense. <laughs> but now you can feel his vertebrae. Like he's hella skinny. It's so sad. And um, I don't handle it very well because my cats are more important to me than almost all humans. And right. <laughs> so I'm I'm struggling with it. He seems to be fine. He took his first round of meds. He seems fine. Um, you know, and Tree just keeps reminding me he's not dead yet and that we'll take care of him as long as he is responsive to the medication. So right. I just got to right. get my head in the space. But yeah, I'm sad about it. It's a thing. Yeah, man. It's uh, I don't like to see you going through that because you're not necessarily like emotional you know what i'm saying like yeah i don't like to show it right so it's like to see that you know what i mean it's it's kind of a yeah it's it's a trip to see you know that something like that can you know that is gonna affect you because that's just yeah yeah it's tough um and i don't like to show and at work today when i found out uh when the doctor called me with the results i just straight up like closed my office up and told everybody Mm -hmm. don't come near me because every time someone asked me if i was okay i fucking couldn't deal with it and so i just sent everybody email i was like leave me alone (laughs) so i didn't go into my meeting like we have this meeting on tuesdays that oh gosh it's the longest meeting and it's completely useless but um it's like four to six hours depending on how long they take and i just stayed out of it and luckily one of the guys came by and he's like i heard about your cat don't worry i'll take notes for you if you if you're needed i was like cool so yeah for like the last six hours a day i just stayed locked up in my office and uh didn't talk to anybody if i could avoid it and then i broke out like 15 minutes early so yeah uh yeah so it's tough i don't like to show 
emotion. That's a problem. I don't, I definitely don't hide that, like, my cats affect me like that or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't like when people see it. I deal with the, I'm like, I think I basically sent an email to my team that said, I don't want to dishonor my Japanese ancestors by showing a ma- uh, emotion <laughs> to pale faces. Right. So, please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You respect me and my elders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, because the uh, Japanese don't go in for crying in front of people. Um, so, yeah, I was I was emotional today, but um, I'm fine. I'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Just checking on you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm here and shit. Thank you. Um, I did uh, see that there's a new... Um, I know we've talked about this before, um, and it's probably going to have to be something that we do, but I did see that there's a, a new Wonder Twins. There's a Wonder <gasps> Twins number one. Is there? On the, uh, Wonder Twin powers activate. Form a rain cloud. Shape of a pigeon. Um, and their suits are pretty damn tight. So is it on the app? Uh, I haven't seen it. I have to look for it on the app. But I know it says exiled from their home planet, alien heroes Zan and Jaina must navigate <gasps> life as teens on Earth at South Metropolis High School. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Typical awkward young adults. So yeah, they have, uh, yeah, you gotta look that shit up. Okay, I'll send I'm a, yeah, send me a link. I'll look it up. Um, I'm super she excited about them. Hmm? She has a cute little bob working. Oh, does she? No... I was gonna say I'm excited about that because like my cousin and I, we call ourselves twin cousins, even though he's like a a year after me, but we lived together growing up for a while. And uh, my birthday is December third, seventy seven. His birthday is December first, seventy eight. And so they used to make us celebrate our birthday on December second together, which we both resented. But um, but we were like, they called us twin cousins because we looked alike and we were about a year apart and everything. Uh, so the Wonder Twins was like our fucking jam. Yeah, uh, we were always like- putting our hands together and. But I know we t- I thought we talked about maybe cosplaying mm-hmm. them one day. So I got to get into Wonder Twin shape, though, because this oh, little belly that I'm I have that, right huh? now would not look good in a unitard. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm right now. Yeah, I'm not unitard shape right now. Uh, I'm doing the um, 10 day challenge that JLo did right now. Oh, really? Uh, so like it's no sugar, no carbs. Um you know, it's super hard. Like, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where, like, I can see how people get into, um, uh, you know, like they find something that they can eat and that's all they eat. Yeah. Like, Tree gets like that. Fucking, yeah. You end up just eating like eggs and ham or eggs in eggs. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, it's, it's actually hard that's true because I got a I work with a bear like like he's a classification bear and he eats so many eggs in the morning like and then he always goes to the gym afterwards and um he hangs out with a whole bunch of bears he was just at like a bear fest this weekend or whatever but this fool fucking he eats like six or seven eggs at breakfast at work every day really yes he he makes my home well he brings the he brings the fixins or whatever but it looks like he brings the scrambled egg in like a almost like an omelet patty type of thing but Mm. it's still kind of runny i don't know 
And then he heats it up in the microwave at work. And so the kitchen and our office area smells like eggs all morning long because mm-hmm. he does it. Today he had oatmeal, thank goodness, but pretty <laughs> much every single day. And I'm like, I bet this fool just be blowing it up because, dude, that place just smells like eggs all morning long. There's like no ventilation in that space. And I know he'd be blowing it up up there. He's got to be. For for a bear, is that? Does he do that to, like, help? Well, like, he's a beefy dude. And so, like, and then he's also attracted to bears. So, like, all his friends look exactly like him. They're all, like, these big, buff, hairy dudes. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, so he's got, like, this... He's got those really big pectorials that are just, like, damn near breasts, except for they're not fat, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's got big old arms, and he's got that, like, where his arms sit. Do you you have wings? I'm trying to picture. I, I can do that, but, like, it's not my... It's not your normal set. Like, so yeah, like, so his arms just kind of hang out. Like, they're never quite touching the rest of his body because they're always kind of prominent. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big dude. Or he was like someone where you could tell that I think when he was younger, he was probably skinny and then he started bulking up or whatever. And then he just like stayed bulky. But he's, he's a little bit older than me. And so you can, you can kind of tell there's age on his body, but he's still like super buff, especially for someone his age. Like in shape. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, he's got a tummy or whatever, but, like, he's his arms are, like, veiny and shit. Now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the Roly? The Roly? Not, yeah, not the Roly, Roly, Roly with the ranch. <laughs> not that song. No, it's, <laughs> it's an actual thing, and it's amazing, okay? So, you gotta look up the Roly and listen. There's a, there's a, it's, um, it's like a thing that you get off of, like, uh, as seen on TV, Okay. And what you do is, is you pour eggs over the top, right? And into the, into the, a tube. It's like a cylindrical type of machine. And you pour eggs right down the middle part. Okay. And man, I'm talking about eggs. Like when the eggs start, so the <laughs> eggs are cooked cylindrically, you know, like straight, <laughs> like a tube and it comes out like a egg log. You can put, that doesn't like, sound pleasant. I, I mean, yeah, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't come out good. No, no, it, 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 it comes out like, I mean, you can like, sometimes what I would do is I get some onions and, 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 and some bell peppers and shit and put some bacon bits, mix the egg up, pour it down, you know, pour it into the machine as it, as it, uh, cooks. And as it is, comes to the end when it knows that it's done, then actually the air from it will push it out the top. You have like a, like you can get like a skewer. I'm trying to tell you, man, I got that shit at my desk and I make omelets and shit all the time. It does it does not smell <laughs> like eggs and I get my shit, man. I get my eggs. So, yeah, I it, that's what I'd be doing. Okay. You need to look this shit I'm up. I promise you, it. like if you watch it, if you watch the commercial, you're going to be like, that is a cool ass invention. I don't think Ew, I need it. Look at I- the egg tube. <laughs> look at the egg. Yeah, it does look like a log. So. <laughs> so gross looking the egg log do you do whites do you just do egg whites uh i don't no i, I fucks with the whole egg you All feel right. me I, I yeah i fucks with the whole and i will eat egg salad i'll be making egg salad with bacon uh bits with you had it do you eat eggs uh i will eat eggs still i'm not a huge fan of them like even mm-hmm. apart from the vegetarian vegan thing but like, even if I go full vegan, I would still eat eggs if they were a pet's, like a pet chicken's egg, like our, like Portia. You know, oh, she right, got right. all them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would eat eggs that way when I know they're just like they're just pets and living a life, and you know they're gonna they're gonna lay eggs. Right. Yeah, I would. I still I will still eat with eggs. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, my boy does. My boy uses it at work. He he just gets the egg whites or the egg substitute. You know, pours it in there, puts some little salt and pepper on it, and it comes out. It and it's it's funny because it's weird. It's like a mix between like a hard boiled egg and a fried egg because it you know the outside's kind of fried, inside is is not very fried. It's like like a like a hard boiled. You know what I mean? Like like the um if you don't mix up the yolk, it comes out kind of like a yolk from a hard boiled egg. So it's 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 weird, but you really do have to watch the watch the, watch the infomercial. Making eggs makes a mess. They stick to the pan. They flop when you flip, and the yolks always drip. And after you cook them up, there's all that cleanup. What you need is the Roly Egg Master, the fast, easy, pan-free way to make perfect eggs every time. Just crack, pour, and Roly Egg Master pops up delicious eggs in minutes. It cooks your eggs just like a real pan, without all the butter, fat, and mess. Look at that. And what makes Roly Eggs really great is their new easy to eat shape make a delicious bacon and egg roly for breakfast or a vegetable egg white roly for a healthy lunch if you can make toast you can make a mouth-watering roly treat just crack pour and watch them pop up in no time the secret is vertical cooking technology that combines a cylindrical non-stick cooking surface surrounded by a revolutionary heating element so your eggs pop up hot fluffy and perfectly cooked and because of their round shape you can take them for a quick meal on the run or serve up bite-sized parts fun or cut them to add fantastic flavor to salads and sandwiches and eggs are just the beginning make a tasty roly burrito a perfect pizza roly or a cinnamon roly for a delectable dessert it's perfect for the office rv or dorm room plus cleanup is a breeze stop making all this mess and let roly make perfect eggs that taste their best during this special tv introduction you get the complete roly egg master cooking system with the roly recipe guide for just 39.99 call or log on now and we'll include the roly chop to create delicate roly omelets just pay separate processing and handling but hang on be one of the first callers and we'll take $10 off the price. You get the complete Roly Eggmaster cooking system, plus the recipe guide and the Roly Chop. An incredible value all for just $29.99. Call or log on now. Call 1-800-436-4148 to get your complete Roly Eggmaster cooking system for $29.99. That's 1-800-436-4148. Call or log on now. I'm giving you a thumbs up. I promise you'll like it. I I prefer the egg whites. I don't like. I don't really <laughs> love the yolk. I certainly don't like a runny yolk. Tree will have like oh. a runny ass yolk on a burger or something. He'll be all kind of excited, and I'm just oh, like, hey. gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't do that shit. It's funny because, okay, so growing up, you know, at my mom's house, right? Uh, We would, you know, because we had so many, you know, so many boys in the house. My mom would make like three pounds of. Like when she was making hamburgers, she would season like three pounds of hamburger. Yeah. So if we had hamburgers for dinner, we also had hamburgers for breakfast. So um, but what she would do is she would make an egg sandwich and put a, a hamburger on there. So I grew up just walking to school with an egg burger. <laughs> so that's my. Yeah, I never heard of ha- of eggs on hamburgers until like coming back no one time in boston we went someplace that had it and tree was like hell yeah i'm gonna get that egg on that burger and i was so disgusted by the (laughs) just the idea of it i could not bear the idea of it i have now seen him put eggs on hamburgers a bunch of times even even when we crossed over to the impossible burger which i have like i'm telling you i'm the most reluctant fucking vegetarian on the planet i fucking love meat i only am giving it up for animal reasons not for health or anything right this but people love that the impossible burger is good it's good it's certainly 
helps the the when you're feeling burgery. It definitely helps. Right. It's still not 100% perfect, but like I know plenty of like meat eaters too that are like, oh, they can fuck with it. He put one of them eggs on one of them Impossible Burgers and even and still enjoyed it. And I'm still looking at him like that is some nasty ass shit. I <laughs> don't know why. Like I can eat eggs in other situations, but there's just like I'm one of those people. I'm like like, like feeding a five year old. Like you can't put certain things on certain things. Yeah, it yeah. won't work for me. I get okay. it. I get the people like have adventurous taste bugs buds or whatever but like nah <laughs> yeah no, i feel you that roller yeah, looks it's... funny i would get it for tree as a uh gag gift for gag christmas gift. he'd use the fuck out of it, it probably though. yeah that's what i'm talking about it really i saw that shit on an infomercial and it was like you know twenty dollars or whatever and i had to have that shit and i'm <laughs> hey i'd be making some 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 real shit up in there like uh like a um a corn dog dough with a with a with a hot dog or something mm. you know what i'm saying I it see. was like so it like pushes it through like a like a conveyor belt cooker but that little tube thing so the tube is just like it just the heat is all around at the same time so okay. it heats from the outside in but when that ends um and the and the air that it, you know that escapes eggs or whatever as it cooks the air then at that time when it's fully cooked the air pushes down to the bottom and there's nowhere to escape and so the egg starts coming up so that's when okay. you know that it's done okay i'm telling you all right i mean it sounds good i, 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 I might have to make you some <laughs> just make me an egg tube just make you an egg yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, the Impossible Burger, I was talking about that um, at Freebirds. It's a place that um, I know it. around my, my house. Yeah, it uh, they have beyond the beyond meat. There. Beyond meat. Yeah. Yeah. And it tastes very good. That shit tastes like, hella good. Very good. And it and it they, the way they have it, it comes. It's like potatoes and the meat. So it's like a mixture. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, it's it like actually, hash. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I um I actually had that on some, uh, you know, like as a burrito. Um, and it was it was really good. It has like a chorizo flavor. Yeah. The they make it. The first time I had that Beyond Beef or whatever Beyond Meat was at um, Veggie Grill when I was first trying to this transition. So like kind of like two years ago or whatever. Um, and, and I really liked it. And then I had so many of them because I was like trying to calm down my meat cravings. Then I got hella tired of it. And then I didn't have it for a long time. And then I had the Impossible Burger and I did the same thing. And then I got to a point where like, ugh, Impossible Burger. Right. Now <laughs> I had the I had that Beyond Meat the other day. So this weekend I went down to San Diego and I met up with Brandon from Why So Serious, who you got to talk to yesterday for his yeah. show. Um, and we went to dinner, uh, Tree Me and his wife. And um, they they picked this like uh, organic Mexican joint that had vegetarian options for, for me and stuff. And they use the Beyond Beef in this quesadilla. Oh. Nigga, that shit was the bomb. I had no oh. idea. Like, the whole time, even everybody tried it. And even Brandon was like, you sure they put the fake meat in here? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was hella good. And it had that, like, chorizo kind of texture to it, like you're right, saying. Right. Man, that shit was the bomb. There's times... Yeah. There's times when you eat something when you're like in this transition. And it's funny. I'm two years deep. I'm still calling it a transition. Um, <laughs> that's how reluctant I am. about. Uh, there's times when you find something that you eat and you're just like, oh, I could do this. Like if this is what food tastes like, like sometimes someone makes like some bomb ass Brussels sprouts or some like buffalo cauliflower like things. Or whatever, oh, and you're just like, shit. you're just like, God damn, I could do this shit. But then you had to try to cook it on your own. And you're like, well, fuck, how am I supposed to do this? <laughs> right. But, you know, 
and I, and I had um I had a conversation the other day with a with a colleague of mine at work, and they were talking about if you know if vegetarian if you know if that. You know, if everybody, you know, if that was something that somebody or everybody should be or want, then why do they always try to make things that taste like the things that they're replacing? Yeah. See, I I have a problem with it, too. Honestly, like even leading up to this, I was like, I don't need a meat substitute. The whole point is to kind of get meat off my mind. Right. Um, Right. And so, like, why? Why do this? But uh, there's times when. You need something because we're sort of trained by this diet, right? Like our protein is our meat and we have our veg and we have our, you know, grains and all that kind of shit or whatever. So if you're only eating your veggie and your grains or or whatever, then you're just like, well, fuck, I don't feel like I feel like I'm always eating sides. That's one of the things I always hated as as, uh, vegetarians. Like when you take them out to dinner and stuff, they'll be like, I'll just eat the sides. But it does feel like that because we have a culture that is built around the meat as a central part of the dish. So now that I've had some of these meat substitutes, that actually are reminiscent of meat. Like they're properly reminiscent of meat now, whereas they didn't used to be like five, six, seven years ago. Like the first couple of times I tried to do this transition, the fake meat was just so bad. It was like, stop calling it, like stop doing this. But like I can conceive of if the way like Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger meats, well, Impossible Burger is fatty as fuck. It'll kill you. Like if you, if you, like if you were trying to get off of meat for health reasons and you were eating Impossible Burgers, that shit is like 64% saturated fat. So that's why it tastes so fucking good like really yeah it's hell like look it up it's like hella saturated fat because at first we were hella excited and tree was like oh good something that i can eat and uh because he's got like cholesterol issues like congenital cholesterol issues and stuff like that that shit he was like fuck i can't even eat this <laughs> it's good because it's too good it tastes too good but like I can conceive of a world now that this meat is this fake meat is tasting so real that they could do away with the meat industry and most people could be satisfied with a lot of this kind of stuff. Now the textures are where they still got to work to do because there's times when like the Impossible Burger actually does seem very similar to meat like a burger and stuff like that. You can even get it uh, medium so that it's a little bloody in the middle. And the reason why the Impossible Burger is so good is because it comes from a root that actually produces hemoglobin globin so it is kind of this weird natural like growing out the ground thing that has something reminiscent of blood in it and so it can bleed if you if you get it medium well now i grew up on welfare so obviously that shit is well done for me every time (laughs) like i like my food cages style and uh and so like i've been getting it like medium or whatever or medium well but like he'll get it he'll get food meat he'll used to get it as raw as they could legally give it to him you know because he grew up white and um and (laughs) and he's does that like with the impossible burgers too he gets it like medium or or undercooked or whatever if they like you could conceive of seeing a world you know 20 30 years down the road where like they've outlawed the slaughtering of animals for the sake of food and we wouldn't like our culture would be built around this like fake meat situation and people wouldn't even remember that we used to kill animals or we'd be like can you believe we used to kill animals for this <laughs> like i can i get it i think it's possible yeah. now but let me tell you the second they start putting that fake that not fake but that like uh lab grown meat like no animals were harmed in the making of this meat meat because it was grown in a lab the second they get that shit on there i am back to eating meat because i fucking miss some fucking pork i can't deal with my life every time i can smell pork that was the other thing the other day homeboy with the eggs decided to treat himself and he had bacon i came around a corner from around the warehouse and i was like someone cooking bacon i could i I could just smell it it just got all the way to me (laughs) i was i was desperate to see like if something (laughs) fell off of somebody's plate or whatever be like oops don't want that to go to waste 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm doing it for her first conservative. <laughs> I'm doing reasons. it because I didn't die in vain. Yeah. So like, because that's still how I eat meat is if it's going to go to waste or if it wasn't made for me, but it's there. Uh, so like the guys in the warehouse where I work, they be cooking, man. They like, they'll make ceviche like two, three times a week. And then lately they've been making these soups. One soup had like uh, meat and hot dogs and beans and potatoes and all kinds of vegetables or whatever um, and shrimp and shit. And they made the soup and they, they came out to me and they're like, they're like, Charmaine, we didn't put, they all know about my cilantro allergy. So they're like, Charmaine, we didn't put cilantro in it so you can come try it. Well, I don't need to give them the whole story about me being a vegetarian and shit like that. Especially because they made the effort to not put cilantro in it for me, but they didn't make the meal for me. They just made the meal for everybody. They just happened not to put cilantro in it so that I could try it too, which I think is very sweet of them. So I had that um, because like- That was very nice of you. Well, like, I mean, so I think of myself as kind of like you- kind of utilitarian about it right like i don't want the food to go to waste um not that it would have because then because it's like then that then then their parts that were you know the the parts that you're trying to be like okay i'm I'm against that then it's going it's it's kind of like dying in vain i feel like yeah like i have the moral obligation to not let it so if my because if my choices and this is not like this is my thing this is i'm not one of those who's like well actually and i'm gonna make you feel bad about you eat meat i'm not doing that like for me my choices like for my own moral situation i feel like killing animals for the sake of gustatory pleasure is wrong i love eating animals i still want to eat animals i don't like that we have to kill them for it and therefore i'm going to try not to eat them anymore that's kind of what's going on but if i'm at someone's house and they've made a meal and it's not like they made it for me like oh charmaine i know bacon's your favorite so i made bacon that would be hard for me to take because then they did it with me in mind but if you're like chilling or like you know let's say you're driving down the street and you're nearby and i'm like oh you know what i'm close to you know what? I'm close to Blair Vision's house. <laughs> you know, I'm going to call him and see if I can roll by. And then I call you. You're like, yeah, we're about to eat dinner. Come on through. And I came to your house and you had a whole bunch of meat on the table. You didn't make it for me. I just showed up and you happen to have enough. So I'm going to go ahead and eat that because it's it's there and it's not going to go to, wa- you know, hopefully it won't go to right, waste right, if right. I contribute. So like in that case, I'll still eat meat. So there are times I still do eat meat. But here's the thing is like I've had friends that are sympathetic to my plight. <laughs> And they'll be like, oh, I just got you this. Like, I know you don't eat, you know, I know you don't buy meat. So I bought this for you. And then I go, see, now that you said that I can't eat that shit because you just told me you bought it for me. Uh But if it was to go to waste, if it was something you bought for yourself, oh, oh, I bought it for myself. I'm like, it's too late. Nigga, like you already told me. So, (laughs) so like, that's the way that I eat meat still is like, if it's present or it's going to go to waste or, or like I could, I can conceive of like going to a restaurant with friends and someone orders appetizers and one of the appetizers has meat in it, but they're like, this is for the table. Then I'm going to go ahead and pick at that too. You know? Um, but like so at work uh the guys had made all this food one day i forget what it was for i was celebrating something but it was just like they had a barbecue they had carne asada and all kinds of stuff or whatever and um at the end of the day there was still a lot of meat left so i rolled up some carne asada to take home because it it was just gonna sit in the fridge and then you know a week later it was gonna get thrown away so because i know the second everybody puts something in the fridge that shit is like a it's just no one ever is going to eat that again so like that kind of stuff like i will i'll eat it so it doesn't go to waste or i'll eat it to to um because somebody already had it you know right stuff like that but i won't order it myself things like that that that's my perspective so like i'm not i'm never going to be a full-on vegan because i don't have like the vegan lifestyle in mind 
Like, mm-hmm. I still have a bunch of leather clothes from, you know, I keep my shit forever. So I have like boots and stuff like that. I'll wait until they are totally worn out before I re- recycle them or get rid of them. I'm not going to just get rid of them because I don't eat meat right. now. Uh, things like that. You know, it's, it's a utility to it. If it if it's present, if it's useful still, I will still do it. Um, okay. So I, I like to say that I'm trying to go plant-based or as plant-based as possible. But I'm doing my best, like, not to order meat myself. Oh, so this happened. <laughs> so Tree and me, our little friend. Friday tradition is that we go get a round table pizza now that we're back in California because we didn't have it in Texas and we didn't have it in Massachusetts. And our favorite pizza is the Italian garlic supreme at round table. And it has pepperoni and sausage, tomato, mushroom, garlic, uh, uh, green onions, and then it's in a white sauce. But then we get the red sauce because round table got that bomb ass red sauce. We get that on the side and we dip it in. But now that we're vegetarians, they uh, don't get the pepperoni and the sausage. But they fucked up on Friday and they put pepperoni on it. They didn't put sausage on it, but they had all our veg and stuff like that. And I didn't check it when we were inside, when I was inside the store picking it up. And I got it in my car. And as I'm driving down the street, I was like, fuck, I smell pepperoni. (laughs) And I fucking miss pepperoni. And uh, so I am at the light and I text them. I'm like, uh, like with Siri or whatever I was like I didn't look at it but they put pepperoni on that shit cause I was like I can smell it I can't smell sausage I can smell pepperoni and um and then I finally got to another stop and I lifted it up and I was like sure enough they have pepperoni and no sausage on it and I and so and Tree's texting me back he's like yes I'm so glad they fucked up <laughs> fucked and he's up. like like you sure you didn't order I was like I didn't order it it's just <laughs> it's on there though so you could tell they were trying to accommodate the order or maybe they just heard it wrong or something or they're like, they didn't mean no meat, right? They must have just meant no sausage, you know, something. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it was, it was sausage, no, pe- or pepperoni, no sausage and all the other things. Oh man, that shit was hella good. My tummy fucked with me for the next day, but that's okay. It tastes good. doing it for the right cause. You know what I'm saying? Pepperoni. And like, it's always like the whole time the struggle for me has been uh, pork and shrimp primarily. Sushi also, but in terms of what I got to eat most often yeah that part was tough but that sushi place that we that i went to on saturday was was amazing so we gotta go there one time do they have vegetarian I, sushi I, I options mean, if you're in then in the area and i've already ordered rolls uh, <laughs> you just be like are, are you happen like, to be tooling around the south bay right. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird they brought these wrong, the, this is the wrong table <laughs> uh there's been a few places we've gotten like We've made like an, a sad, desperate attempt where we've gotten like vegetarian sushi, and like yeah. it's fine for what it is. It's not fooling anybody, you know, or whatever. But like it's fine. Yeah. But it does make you miss. So like you get some of the flavors, but it does make you miss. Like for me, a good tuna or a unagi, like the freshwater eel. Right. Um, right. Are, you know, those are my favorite things. So that's kind of hard for that. But yeah, so. I I would say that Tree is fully fully in the vegetarian thing. He's still trying to quit the cheese. That's the hard thing for him. But he has the same like we have the same attitude about if it's going to go to waste, we have a moral obligation to eat it so that it doesn't go to waste, things like that. But like even that the the going to waste thing extends beyond the the meat eating. It's also like there's actual homeless starving people out there. What I'm just going to throw this away, you know, that right. kind of stuff. So, we're trying to eat with a value system in place. It's not easy for me. I, I'll tell you, I struggle with it way harder than he does. Yeah. Um, 
Actually, I had a really good solid year, but that was because I was unemployed and I never saw anybody. The second I got back to work, though, I started like craving meat all the time. So like people stress me out and I just want to eat hamburgers and shit. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Them people's man. And we've just been talking about food this whole time. Yeah. Like, what's I was going to say, this is a, yeah. This is a Let's, special edition of Blurred yeah. Comics where we just talk about Charmaine's <laughs> oh, eating habits. Eating habits. Um, <laughs> uh, so we should, we should get into uh, a little bit about the first look um, of the Disney live action <laughs> adaptation of Aladdin. begins now Aladdin don't know who I am. Genie, wishes, lamp, none of that ringing a bell. And the blue, and the blue Will Smith genie. Blue Will Smith genie. The, the Will Smith genie in freeze frame doesn't look that bad, but in uh, video kind of looks like garbage. It's, I think these two films, I think Aladdin and Dumbo are going to really show um, Disney's limitations on their on their live action um, yeah remakes and the reboots right uh, this one I think it, it, it will just because I it maybe not maybe not because you know it, it you know because they he ha- he changes into a whole bunch of different things and you know there's parts that remember when he was doing the part when he was like turning into older characters and stuff like that well yeah the you know the the genie was so maybe in that instance, it's going to be like, okay, cool. Cause it's like, you can actually use the face and you can do the, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. But use his voice. And, um, I, I mean, I'm here for it anyway. I, I like, I'm this, so, this I'll probably see it. I didn't finish watching bestiality. What's that one called? Beauty and the beast. Um, I could. I didn't end up. I tried to watch it. I got like 15 minutes in. I was like, one, Hermione can't really sing, and two, I don't buy their Gaston. Like, I don't know. I ended up getting out of it in like 15 minutes, so I didn't finish that one. I did watch the Cinderella one. Cinderella was it was, it was okay. It was fine. It was okay. I mean, it, it served was cool. its purpose. Um, the the last one that I liked. Um. Was it the Four Realms, the Nutcracker? Nutcracker was cool. Um, You know, this is something that you may not have known about me, but you may have. But when I was younger, we used to go down to the symphony, uh, the Sacramento Symphony. Every year they do the the Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Yeah. And I would go every year. Um, And so that was something that. You know, that I looked forward to. I know the Nutcracker in and out. You know what I mean? I'm a theater dude, so I like that type of shit. So I just um, love how you turned out. 
<laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a well-rounded dude, you know, mm-hmm. culture shit. But, um, you know, like I, you know, me and Brandon talked about Wicked yesterday. I know they're doing a Wicked movie. Um, so, uh, so I'm here for that as well. I'm hyped but, for uh, that. I was obsessed with that book. That was the first yeah. book that I had read, like, in a whole day. Like, I didn't put it down. And then I read it, oh, like, wow. 20 or 30 times since. I've bought several copies of it because I always loan it to people and never get it back. Um, <laughs> I love the musical, although the musical is totally different from the book. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm nervous about it. I wish they could have made the movie back when Adina was young enough to be Elphaba, but we'll see what happens. I hope it I hope it ends up being good. I hope it's good. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm, and like we were saying, it's like you're going to have to find a, a, you know, a person who can really sing because you if if not, you have to just go back to a. a Adina, what was her? Uh, what was the one that? What Adina, did, uh, John Adina Travolta. Menzo. I don't. I, but what did what did John Travolta call her? Oh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you can't find somebody, because that I'm in love with her and her voice. Me too. In that order, I have a. Hey, if she want another baby, I get give her. An, I mean, it's not gonna be all the way mixed like Tay Diggs baby did, but uh, I think she married a white dude this time around, so she, oh, she oh. so she does it again. But like, so we've seen her twice. I have driven every time I've seen her. I have driven no less than three and a half hours to go see her. So she was in Dallas, and we were living in Austin. We drove to Austin, even though my truck had an alternator problem. So we had to like it. It died on the way leaving. So we had to like hit that shit with a a ham, like a hit it with a screwdriver or whatever to start the car again. And then just right. drove it all the way back to Austin without stopping so that, you know, it could die on our driveway instead of dry- dying again in Dallas. And then we moved to Boston and found out that she was in Connecticut. So I drove out to Connecticut and Hartford to go see her, too. Can I tell you when she sings Defying Gravity? I mean when she sings anything but when she sings defying gravity even me who do not like to be emotional in front of people bawling my eyes out tree who does never cry like this dude i've seen i've known him for 20 what five seven years i've seen him cry like three times the entire time we've known each other even he welled up her voice filled that whole like symphony orchestra location whatever the fuck it's called Mm -hmm. filled it and just made you feel oh gosh it just made you feel like you're just wrapped in a blanket of warm cocoa or some shit it was beautiful even on fucking just just seeing her or hearing her on uh on uh frozen yeah gives me the i mean and that's just that's you know that's the little the show or whatever but like we went to a um i don't even it was like imax like early on and um it was just her voice touches your inside you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like not just your ears but like your whole brain and shit you know what i mean like there's (laughs) there's something to her voice that there are things that she does that, nah, bro, nobody else can do that shit. I know right. people say, you know, Mariah Carey, this and that shit. She does the high shit and the, you know, the little shit that sounds like somebody's whistling. Yeah. But, uh, but Adina has that it's deep like shit. Deep, it's like grounded. Like you feel like she's singing in bare feet. Like, you right, know, like right. she's just grounded. Like it's, it's coming just... from deep inside her body and coming out. She's got fucking pipes. I cannot tell you. Like, there's there's a few times where 
were singers who can who can put emotion in their singing, which is not actually easy. I guess I've heard that like that's not something most singers can do. So if a singer can do it, it's usually pretty impressive. Uh, Adina, man, she can just make you feel like she can make you feel like you just got broken up with. She can make you feel like you just got back together. She can make you feel yeah. like you fell in love yeah. for the first time. Like she is no fucking joke with her with her singing. Um, I'm bummed that that uh she could be i mean i feel like with the green makeup maybe she doesn't necessarily have to age out of it but like i get it she's supposed to be a teenager and in it or whatever what i hope that they don't do is like what they did for uh cinderella or um bestiality is getting just a an actress we know and trying to make her sing even if she's got like moderate singing talent if that's not the thing that they do i don't really care to see it because what what's important to me is the same if it's a musical it's singing with acting ability not acting with singing ability exactly that's in that and that in itself is like i would love to like when when uh like when uh beans gets older like direct uh a musical out of high school or some shit like that because i like i want to see like the talent and you know and yes if you're gonna do a musical the acting may acting is secondary if you get a person that can sing that is gonna touch the people the acting part they're gonna get that you know what i mean if you just say look if they if they're able to actually grasp the depth of what they're singing and the heart and all that you know that that you want them to 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 convey to the audience all that acting stuff is gonna be second nature that's gonna come but to get when you're doing a musical yes it is singing before acting if you're doing a show who we're we're gonna have a funny singing thing okay yeah be an actor that can kind of sing yeah you could do it that way but yeah i hope they find someone like because the thing is like i don't need to see super known actors like i know with atlantan um i've never seen those people i know that they're from things but like i've never seen them so um, you know, hopefully right. they have some singing talent. Uh, but I, yeah, I hope they don't fuck up on Wicked. But we started when we were talking about um, about Will Smith being the. Oh the yeah, green. damn! Today's the, a tangent day. Yeah, yeah. The blue, the blue genie. The blue genie. Um, I think, like I said, um, Diz, I think the 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 Dumbo should be okay. I mean, they're gonna have to change up some stuff. The story's gonna be a little bit different. Uh, it's not gonna be that hard because I think the animals, like they do in the Lion King, and I think they did in the Jungle Book with animals. I think they that's their thing. You know what I mean? They, they do pretty good with the animals. Yeah. yeah. They've always been able to make cartoons and watch animals and make them look real and things like that. But I think when it comes to a CGI person, it's hard to make them. Right. Uh, you know fit into like be fake but be fit fit into a real world here's the like, thing yeah. i know that we have all this technology but w- people used to blow it away with practical effects sometimes like there are movies that still stand out where there was some incredible makeup like legend with tom cruise who i fucking hate but uh, Tim Curry was the devil in that in that right. um, thing, and he looked amazing. amazing. So yeah. I feel like you can conceive of them making him entirely practical, and maybe just CGIing his little curly Q tail or something like that. Like they don't, but in this case, it looks like they have CGI going around on his head and face and shit like that. Right. I, I think. I mean. And I think that he's probably regular Will Smith when he goes into the, you know, when he goes into the, um, you know, because there's that part where he's actually a person and he's in there with, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Prince Ali. Yeah. And then, you know, so I think that that's the pictures that they showed him like 
him being Will. And and I get that you're going to get the difference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess we it's going to be one of those things where it's like, I'm not here to say some shit like, oh, my God, my childhood is. Yeah. Just- I mean, I'll still watch it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just think that it's hard when they do CGI on a person because that in the surroundings that are so real, it's so hard to to make them all. You know, it's kind of like Avatar. It was kind of hard. to you knew that the motherfuckers was fake. So yeah. it was so it's so hard. It's kind of jarring, you know? Yeah, especially when like the real life characters aren't able to eyeball the fake characters and shit like that. That kind of stuff really throws you. I mean, that's why like Rocket is so impressive in um, Guardians of the Galaxy is that you never feel like no one's that someone's not looking exactly where he's at and shit. Right. Um, the only other like major comic book news or movie news or whatever. I mean, the countdown to Captain Marvel has begun. We, you know, that's coming quicker than we realize right? yeah a couple weeks we already have our tickets for that um so how do you uh, feel about this because i'm i mean like you know we're comic book fans so like we're we're excited about anything that comes out with marvel we're moderately excited about stuff that comes out with dc but like non-established superhero character movies how do you feel about some of those right you know i i i like that they uh, that they I like that they do it. I like that they come out with things that, you know, maybe off the beaten path, uh, some things that we may not know. Um, I mean, I know I do like that they do it differently, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not always the same, you know, unfallible guy that can, you know, nobody can kill. And the other guy that's rich, you know, what I mean, it's you know, I like how it's kind of of a like a family a, a, mm-hmm. a, a people come together and things like that. I know I want to watch the um the other show that's out right now Killer Killer there's like there are a lot of killers and then there are, it's like on sci-fi but it's I think that that's the thing that they're kind of going with the new mutants type of mm-hmm. band together some young kids in the in the runaways type of thing where they uh they band together some kids let them grow into their powers yeah. and I like and I kind of like that story where it's like shit I got this but I also got to deal with acne and I also got to deal with liking some girl. <laughs> Yeah, I do like the idea of like a regular ass person gets powers concept. I mean, I know that's kind of done to death, but like, how else would it happen if if this was real world kind of stuff? I do like when they ground it in in our reality um, versus just like making a fanciful world. I think that's kind of fun. The the other show that I was talking about was called Deadly Class. Okay, I have to look at that. It's a TV. It's a TV series about that, and uh, uh, your boy um, Benedict Wong is on there. Benedict Wong. Do you know who Benedict Wong is? I'm gonna have to Google it. Uh, he's um. Oh, oh that guy! Yeah, I like right. that dude. Yeah, yeah. See, you know. What I'm he saying? was so. from the. Oh, he's the dude from um. Yeah, he's the Doctor Strange sidekick. Doctor Strange character. Yeah, yeah. So he's. I like that dude. So um, I kind of want to jump on that too. Um, and and you know, and see, you know, and and, and kind of see if sci-fi can do some stuff. I heard it's pretty good. It's it's like a uh the story of a kid who you know his parents died um for some weird reason and he's homeless and stuff and he's thinking about killing himself but then they you know this these guys come and say hey i i know who you are so you got to come over here and go to this cool called king's dominion um we're gonna teach you how to become a fucking assassin and so so yeah so i mean there's like young assassins and they're in like school so i mean well, I, you know i kind of like that thing so oh it's done by the russo brothers also exactly exactly. so that's probably why he got up in there yeah all right i could totally watch that i'm digging the russos i'm not mad at them I think they're doing. I think they're doing all right. Yeah, that. I mean, Dead the Class is uh is a comic book as well. It's a, a action whatever. Action whatever. Yeah, you know. 
So, so uh, yeah. So there's there's some nerdy shit out there. The what I did do that's kind of nerdy uh, this weekend is I started watching the Young Avengers, Next Avengers, Next Avengers. Okay, right. So um, this is the one where they're all like Tony is old, and this is the children of the Avengers, and he's been looking after them because all their parents are dead, and oh. um, Ultron is still their ultimate enemy. And so he's been keeping the kids protected, but Ultron finds a way to find them and all hell breaks loose or whatever. So it's got um, Azuri, I guess the kid of Captain America and Black Widow is named James. There's Pym, who is the child of the Wasp and Giant Man. And then there's, oh, I forget her name, but she's the daughter of Thor. And Thor's not dead. He just left her behind. <laughs> Good dad Damn. right there. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so sad, too, because there's like scenes where she's just like, like praying she's like father you know if you ever loved me come and help and stuff and and like just her sword pops up like not even like he never comes to earth to help or whatever it's all entirely on her shoulders along with the other kids or whatever so i watched that because i hadn't been watching i honestly i hadn't been watching the animated marvel stuff you talking about on the app uh, on the app or or on netflix or whatever like yeah 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 uh, that's one area in which i think dc does excel in terms of like story and content their fucking animated shit is you can't touch it it's great they just don't know how to make a live action movie the marvel animated stuff is not as good from the few that i have seen and this one the same thing it's not it's not as compelling or mm-hmm. just it's like incomplete it's like they throw you in thinking you already have some backstory and right, right. The, like if you watch the movies you don't have the backstory for this uh animated series if you read some of the books you probably do <laughs> but i've never read anything that had captain america and black widow as a couple I'm not saying it's wow. not out there. I yeah. just haven't read yeah. anything that did that. So that one was news yeah. to me. Um, I mean, you know what I I, I was going to ask you about that is, do you think that because they do these stories that are very contained and they can do all of it inside the one story, you know, when they do the animated series or shows and whatnot, uh, movies, do you think because they are not trying to connect them all and everything is in this one thing, you don't have to kind of think outside of that. That's why they excel in the animated realm. For DC? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's basically yeah, it's just like somebody's central focus and they're not concerned about destroying the whole uh, canon or anything like that. I think it gives people a chance to play a little bit. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Batman Ninja is is sort of like a Batman time travel situation where they all end up in feudal Japan. And so they're like full on samurai clans. And it was such an interesting way. I'm not saying it was the best one, but it was a really interesting way of putting Batman and his villains in a different situation. And, um, and like, so each of the villains had their own samurai clan, which was, and they all had a style like their their uniforms and stuff like that were all styled in a way that made sense for the individual characters um and then all their clansmen had similar masks and body to armor and things like that too um so like for me as a both a batman fan and a, anything japanese culture like i'm really into plus i'm japanese and my family does come from the Matsumoto clan. So like all of these things were just like, oh, this is just for me. This is for nobody else. They made this for me. <laughs> um, like, and they, it was a fully contained story. Like anything that happened in that world didn't affect the the main world. They were blipped into existence in the feudal Japan and then blipped back. So they could just wow. do whatever they wanted to do with the story. And right. it was kind of fun. Right. Um, I was trying to watch Bad Blood. Um, I don't remember why I stopped that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But like they're like flash point is one of my mm-hmm. favorite 
stories like forget right. it being an animated show or anything like that like as as in terms of like storytelling that is one of my favorite stories it's amazing pretty much only certain kinds of fans will be watching it because like with the movies you're hoping for mainstream uh attachment and so they're not necessarily catering to the fan where i think i feel like because kevin feige is in charge of marvel and he is a hardcore fan himself i think he understands that you can appeal both to a wide audience and cater to the the comic book fans and even if they make some changes like certain people aren't normally paired up or coupled up or whatever it's not (laughs) if anything it's an aid to anybody who's going to read the books like they have some right. character like idiosyncrasies and things like that that are really well done in the movies and so you can cross that knowledge of them into the books even if their stories are a little bit different in the books where i think i don't know what dc's deal is i mean i know that they don't have that kind of same type of kevin feige figurehead but when they give one project to a solo artist or something like that who can who can captain the ship they do just fine they can't right. build a complex world though in their cinematic what, universe right and and did you hear that they're trying to make a a movie based on the trench yeah i did hear that i don't know what that would even be right what do you mean yeah like what do you like are they just trying to make like a horror dc movie and it just takes place in the trench i think yeah because because uh what's the director was it Juan? yeah uh James yeah so Juan. I, 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 yeah i think he because he comes from that he you know he comes mm-hmm. from the horror maybe he also had like hey and then this shit i can do this you know what i mean but they were scary enough they were whatever they were on the sh- on the movie it, i never thought you know i'd i'd really like to see what what motivates right like um, they seem like a thing that you can 100% avoid <laughs> Right. You know, like short of old king happening to like entomb himself down in the trench, any other activities don't need to go down there. So you can totally avoid the trench and all its people. Um, right. So I don't know what what could draw you there that would be interesting enough that would allow you to deal with the horror. And now that we've seen what we have seen of the trench, I don't know how you turn that into a whole movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I don't know where they're gonna go with that. Um, and I'm probably not gonna be like, hey, yeah, now that it's done, let's go watch it. Oh sure. So you're gonna drag my ass to the Joker, even though I don't like Phoenix or whatever the fuck his name Fine. is. But we're if, gonna if, not if, go if, to the trench. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> if it's for for okay, it's it's I'm like I'm like uh with you with with you know if it's for. for research purposes if the movie's just gonna be there it's not gonna be watched we might as well watch it and talk about it you know what I'm saying? Sure. so all right we 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 may have to look into it but we'll wait for the first trailer and all that type of shit yeah. and say hey i mean i would be totally a hundred percent down for comic book horror movies like you could do like that new, shit to me like the new mutants are they gonna do it like a horror film it's supposed to it's already been done i mean it's already supposed to be like a horror film oh is it is it that's one of the TV shows, right? No. Uh, well, it's a movie that's already done. Oh, okay. Um, it has um, baby. It. What's her name? Aria on it. Oh, okay. It's a, yeah, there's a whole thing. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it's that they're gonna come out. I think they're probably gonna just drop it on on Hulu or whatever. I see. Um, like if they started to do that, or if they did like offshoot type things where it was just straight up horror and it just happened to have comic book characters in it or something or superheroes that we love, I'd be down for that kind of stuff. I'm like, for as far as I'm concerned, like I. You could you could put this wor- this these worlds in any type of property, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of excited for it. They could do a fucking superhero musical because I'm a musical.
musical fan. They could do a horror film. Um, I'm, I really, really want them to dive more into the R-rated comic book movies. You know, because like Deadpool's fun and all, and I fucking love Deadpool. He's one of my favorite characters and and things like that. But that's like goofy R-rated. I'm talking about dirty R-rated. I'm like, give me like, okay, so what we had Logan as our only Wolverine R-rated or whatever, but like, give me a really dirty Wolverine story if Hugh Jackman was coming back, not if it's going to be somebody else. Or even Gambit. Like, I could conceive of Gambit having a kind of underworld, dirty, gritty type right. of R-rated one. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I still don't understand why they were trying to make a Gambit standalone anyway. I know that they're still trying, but like, whatever. You don't want to see Channing Tatum? I mean, I like yeah, him but- as far as like white boys on TV and shit. He's He's... I I like I think he's um, yeah, funny not, or whatever. Um, I but I want to see. I don't want to see a Gambit movie that isn't a Gambit and Rogue movie. To be honest, I love Gambit and Rogue together. Like in terms of comic book love stories, I I dig them. Right. Does that then have to be like a the origin of um you know of Rogue and and how she comes about being a part of the you know the X Men and whatnot? I mean, honestly, and maybe this is just because I like I, it's not like I read a bunch of comics anymore, but maybe it's just because I come from a comic book background. You don't have to do origin stories for me. Just fucking throw me in, set right. it up like you do any movie. In the first ten minutes, you got to tell me who these characters are and what is going, what is their quest, and Quick then boom. Get it done. Don't worry about the context or the origin or how they came to get their powers. Just tell us that in this world, they already got their powers. This is what's happening. Let's get it going. So like if they were just like, here's how you get Charmaine caring about a romance. You make it a comic book character. <laughs> you you make right. it. You make it like this is a standalone comic book love story. Don't put a love story in the middle of a battle sequence in a movie that isn't about romance. Aquaman or fucking. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of a flirtation even with the Hulk and and um, Black Widow in the second Avengers or whatever. And that was cute or whatever. It's fine. But like like Scott falling for um, his ex-girlfriend's niece or whatever. Like, I didn't need that shit. I am Steve Rogers. All right. Let, let me just watch the movie. But if you're telling me you're going to make a Gambit and Rogue movie, go ahead and do the whole meet cute and getting them being a team and all that kind of shit. Go ahead and do that for me. That's fine. Make right. it R-rated because I want to see it a little bit grittier. Boom. Then you right. have a romantic comic book movie. Fine. But make yeah. that be the focus. If that's what it's going to be, like, make that be the focus. Don't just put romance in the center of fucking the world is falling apart let's fall in love like i, I mean that shit. but that's when the stakes are high and people are kissing in the middle of a of a war remember you, you gotta tell play, me play bean saying that again <laughs> right. i mean she, she was so cute she's like i like it but it was weird yeah. um <laughs> i just don't understand why it's necessary is it just because they know that guys are gonna be dragging their girlfriends to this movie right because i don't want to see that shit i don't want to see I, that I, shit I, mean, I just want you know i want to see a good ass story there has to there doesn't have to be a romance or will they or won't they maybe would, in the next movie you know what yeah. i mean I would much rather be there be an established romance that is just a part of the story versus the goal of the story is to fall in love and save their life. So like the first Deadpool, you know, he meets the, yeah, he does meet her in the first Deadpool or whatever, but it's an established, they fast forward through their relationship so that by the time things, shit goes down, you already know that they're, they're deep in their relationship. They didn't just meet and shit went down and now they're willing to risk their lives for some bitch they just met in a bar. No, they show us many 
months of their relationship in a montage and then now we know okay some shit's going down and so the their love story is a part of the story but we're we already feel like like i'm happy for him to risk his life to save somebody like that because he's deep in that relationship i am so tired of that i just met you and now i'm gonna risk my life to save you thing i can't i can't deal with that story anymore you don't Uh, need that shit y'all i don't and i just don't need it in my hero movies unless it is a part of the team so there's plenty of comic book couples like you could you could have Luke Cage and Jessica Jones together. You know, well, now that we've had their separate TV shows or whatever, you could unite them in something separate and be more reminiscent of the books. And it's fine. Like, okay, they're already an established relationship. They just happen to be powered people. And so they're out there kicking ass and shit like that. But the focus isn't on will they, won't they, or oh, she's a damsel and he needs to save her or any of that kind of stuff. Like if you're going to start giving me comic book movies who happen to have romance in it, I I need the women to be at the same level as the women that in the comics right and that no, they're not I, these damsels who have powers like bitch you're seriously gonna be a damsel when you can fucking roll water around people i need you to stop no that, I, i'm there for that yeah because it's like it's like these well maybe that's what it is maybe that's what they're trying to do is like you know like even the the powerful woman in the boardroom still does need a romance yeah you know fuck I mean? that or, shit you know the person that can blow the you know, like Jean Grey can blow the shit out of everybody, but you know she has to have a love triangle between you know, you know, uh, fucking. Psychos I will and say Wolverine. though, if we got, even though I don't really like Scott, if we got a polyamorous Jean Grey Wolverine Scott movie where everybody was okay with everybody being in a different pairings, I'm here for that kind of a thing. But that's because I'm poly, and you never get proper poly relationships in TV and movies. Um, but so there you have it, people. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Do that. Give me more polyamorous comic book characters who are already in established relationships and not damsels. <laughs> is that hard? I mean, is that even is, that hard? Is it so much to ask for? <laughs> oh, gosh. This this episode is kind of all over the place. But if I, I mean, it felt good. Like, it didn't stop. I mean, we just kept going, though. We just kept talking, right? Keep um, it going, though. There was something I was going to... What was I going to say? I was going to tell a plan. What was the plan? There's a plan. Oh, um, so because I I interviewed uh, our mutual high school friend, uh, Anthony Coulson, for Militantly Mix, and his episode just rolled um, out today, Um, we were supposed to partner up with him for the uh marvel animated x-men series review rewatch that yes so we're still gonna do that but he's an accountant so tax time so he promised that after tax time he will he will show up this time he won't he won't miss the call uh (laughs) like last time so uh, literally missed the call all right all right girl peace all right Uh, and have a good one you too next week bye Mommy made me mash my M&M. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Gotta get my, uh, my vocals going. You are so stupid. Blurred Comics is a Main Hustle Media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.